Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 54 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. That intro song that you're hearing, of course, by Pacifier. That is their song, Leave the Lights On, from their 2009 album, Everyone on Every Night. And the Rangers, coming off of a big 5-3 win against the Colorado Avalanche at Madison Square Garden last night. And we really can't start this show anywhere else other than by talking about Igor Shesterkin, who, of course, made his highly anticipated NHL debut with the Rangers last night, and I thought he did a great job. You know, he stopped 29 of 32 shots, and I don't really do letter grades on here all that often, but if I'm going to give this a letter grade, I will give him a B plus. and I thought about going up to an A-, minus, but he did give up three goals, and if I give him an A- minus this early, it doesn't really leave me anywhere to go. But yeah, he did a great job. When you consider everything that he was up against last night, first of all, you got the Colorado Avalanche, okay? That is the highest scoring team in the NHL. And they have no shortage of firepower, no shortage of offensive threats on that team. And he did a nice job holding their superstars at bay. Really the only, you know, big time star that got him last night was Nathan McKinnon on a breakaway after a Ranger turnover. And we'll get into that in just a second. But I thought Shesterkin was at his absolute best in the third period in this game. The Rangers entered the third with a 4-3 to three advantage and he held them off the scoreboard for the final 20 minutes of this game. And then the Rangers, of course, sealed the win with an empty net goal with about 27 seconds left to go. Artemi Panarin scoring on the empty net. But Shesterkin was big time in the third period. The Rangers took a couple of penalties, and he was up to the task of keeping the puck out of the net. A couple of really nice saves, a couple of really good glove saves, and that was kind of his calling card, I think, throughout his KHL career and then also in the AHL this season. At least that's what it looks like when you watch highlights of this guy, you know, because when you're watching the Ranger broadcast on MSG, and, you know, granted this game was not on MSG last night, but anytime that, you know, the Rangers would provide an update on MSG about Shesterkin and what he's doing in the minors you know they'd show some of his better saves from you know a recent game and the biggest thing that jumped out was this dude has a really really quick glove hand he has cat-like reflexes with that glove and we've seen him in the highlights make you know just save after save after save with the glove that, that just really impresses you and that was on display in this game as well there were a couple of saves where he had to reach up really fast and and snag the puck and keep it from going into the top shelf and he did that a number of times in this third period here couple of saves against some brand names in this game as well. You know, he, he stopped Landis Cog a couple of times. He robbed Landis Cog the one time. Stopped Rantanen once or twice. And even a couple of really nice stops against Nathan McKinnon after McKinnon got him early in this game. And we mentioned that Shesterkin, for the most part, shut down the Colorado superstars, and that's true. And in fact, the other two goals were scored by JT Comfort. So, you know, you're coming into this game, and you're worried about McKinnon, and you're worried about maybe Kale McCarr. You know, he's had a great rookie season for the Avalanche, and you're worried about Gabrielle Landeskog and Mikko Rantanen. And then the next thing you know, JT Comfort is scoring two goals. But I think what was more impressive than anything else for Shesterkin in this game is the simple fact that he gave up two early goals. And... You know, that's a tough way to start. That's a tough way to make your NHL debut. You want to come out there and you want to play well. You want to give the Rangers a spark. You want to, you know, feed off of the uh, the great atmosphere in Madison Square Garden. 
the fans were soundly behind Shesterkin tonight. There were a chance of Igor sporadically throughout the evening, and it didn't get off to an ideal start for him. You know, he gives up a goal to JT Comfer, 444 into the action, and then another goal to Nathan McKinnon at the 634 mark of the first period. So just like that, Rangers and Shesterkin down two to nothing in the early goings, but Again, the most impressive thing about this, he only gave up one goal the rest of the way, and he made some nice saves along the way. He did not crumble under the pressure here. He did not kind of, you know, just put his tail between his legs, you know, because at that point, and neither one of those goals were soft. I want to emphasize that. I, I don't think that the blame necessarily falls on him for either of those goals that he gave up. But at this point, if you're a Ranger fan and you're watching this, you know, you kind of just have to have your fingers crossed and just hope that you know, this doesn't go south because, you know, how many goals is he going to give up before Quinn, you know, decides to maybe put Lundqvist in? And you certainly don't want to see that. You don't want to see anyone, you know, have a disastrous NHL debut. But obviously it stands out a lot more as a goalie. You know, if you're a forward or a defenseman and you have a rough debut, okay, fine. I mean, you're only on the ice for, you know, if you're making your NHL debut, what, maybe like 15 minutes tops if you're a forward? But a goalie, you know, you're out there the whole time. You can't hide your goalie. And if this had gone south, if he had given up another goal or two early here, you know, maybe at some point you have to make a change. And that would really be an unfortunate way for uh, Shesterkin to make his Ranger debut. But fortunately, that did not happen. He came back with a couple of nice saves in this one. And the Rangers picked him up because, well, first, I want to I break down all three goals that Shesterkin gave up here. Uh, first of all, you got the JT Comfort goal. Uh, within the first five minutes of the first period, 444 into the first to be exact. And Gerard gets to a loose puck at the top of the left faceoff circle, and he just basically throws the puck at the net, and Comfer is there. It deflects off of Comfer and goes into the net. So it was a deflection. You know, I, there's not a whole lot Shesterkin could do on this one. You could maybe make the argument that he could have closed off the uh, the near post a little bit better than he did because, you know, Comfer scored short side off the deflection. But, you know, it's a deflection. Those are always, you know, the toughest shots to stop for a goalie. And I think a lot of goalies are going to get beat on this play. And, and Shesterkin obviously was one of them right here. So that put the avalanche up one to nothing. And then less than two minutes later, uh, Nathan McKinnon beats Shesterkin one on one. And this was all set up by a bad turnover by Adam Fox. Fox is, so the puck is bouncing near the Ranger blue line, but still in the Ranger zone. And Fox looks to kind of just pick it up in stride and, and just skate skate the puck out of the zone. Unfortunately, puck takes a bad bounce on him, goes up over his stick, and just like that, Nathan McKinnon is one-on-one -on -one with your goalie. You know, he picks up the puck just laying there. He just picks it up and goes in all alone. He's one-on-one, -on -one, makes a couple nifty moves on the doorstep, goes five-hole, and scores to make it two to nothing. And the funny thing, I didn't even realize it was McKinnon when, when this initially happened because, you know, you're expecting to just see Fox carry the puck out of out of the Rangers zone but obviously a miscue by Adam Fox there a rare miscue you know he's played great this season but yeah a mistake there and that that leads directly to an avalanche goal and and it just happened to be McKinnon there which is obviously the last player if you're a Ranger fan that you want to see in that situation because he goes in there all alone and that's not a situation that any goalie wants to be in right now one-on-one -on -one with Nathan McKinnon in all likelihood the front runner for league MVP, at least so far, you know, we're about halfway through the season. And like we said, you know, he just basically did Nathan McKinnon things and he beats Shesterkin and just like that, two nothing avalanche early. But then the Rangers come back. They get a power play opportunity. This is right after Philip Hedel was absolutely robbed by Philip Grubauer. You know, Hedel tried to stuff in a rebound during a delayed penalty, but 
No worries, because five seconds into the Ranger power play, the Rangers win the faceoff. They get some great puck movement here immediately. Everybody's involved. Panarin dishes from along the boards to D'Angelo. D'Angelo sends it to Ryan Strom in the right circle, and Strom sends the puck in deep to Kreider. Kreider's positioned in front of the net, and he redirects it right between Grubauer's legs. So Rangers cut it to 2-1, to one, less than nine minutes into the action. And nice to see the Rangers, you know, scoring off of a face-off here because face-offs have been something of an issue. You know, I don't think any of the Ranger players right now, and I checked this recently, so it's possible that it could have changed, but I don't believe the Rangers have a single center who's over 50% as far as winning faceoffs is concerned. But they win this faceoff here, and it leads directly to a goal. And there was also a goal later in this game set up directly as the result of the Rangers winning a faceoff. So that's really nice to see winning some, some clutch faceoffs in the offensive zone. Uh, great stuff all around there. Again, great puck movement here. And, of course, the finish by Chris Kreider in deep. So this kind of got the Rangers going a little bit, but Colorado does get a man advantage. Again, they're still trailing 2-1 to one in the first period at this point. And Shesterkin made a really nice sliding save, moving to his left against Gabriel Landeskog. And so he gets his first brand name there, if you will. A really big save against Landeskog. Landeskog just kind of ripped a wrist shot. The puck was in behind the Ranger net, and the pass came out to Landis Cog, and Landis Cog fired a wrist shot from the right circle, and again, Shesterkin moving hard to his left, makes the sliding save, he deflects the puck out of harm's way, and maybe this wasn't his most impressive save of the night, it was, it was a really nice save, he might have had more impressive saves than this later in the game, certainly in the third period, but I thought this was certainly his most important save of the night, because again, we're only about midway through the first period here, the Avalanche have scored a couple of goals already, and this is not shaping up to be a debut to be remembered. If this puck goes in, you know, if you're the Avalanche at that point, you're probably just thinking you're off to the races and the Avs would have been back up on top three to one at that point and probably feeling like they're in total control of the game. So big, big save by Shesterkin there, uh, a save that the Rangers really needed and a save that he really needed. Because again, you know, we want to see him get off to a good start here. And, and I think this save maybe kind of helped him settle in a little bit. And then the Rangers come up with the equalizer late in the first period, about five minutes to go in the first and it looked like D'Angelo was attempting to take a shot from like a sharp angle. And Colorado deflected the shot, slowed the puck down, but it went right to Mika Zibanejad in front of the net. And Zibanejad stuffs it home 2-2. Two to two. And this is also a great time for me to remind everyone to vote for Mika Zibanejad to be the last man in for the All-Star Game. And you can cast your vote by going to NHL.com slash vote it's very easy you know you get the four different divisions and you can vote for a player of each one you can vote up to 10 times a day and the thing that's really nice about this is you can pick your four players you know one from each division and obviously include Mika Zibanejad there but once you submit the votes it'll the next web page that opens up will give you the option to just simply click a button to vote for the same four players again and you can just sit there rapid fire just 10 times in a row and vote for the same four guys 10 times. So in the span of, I don't know, 30 seconds, you log into the website and you vote for Mika Zibanejad 10 times just like that. Let's get this guy to the All-Star game. I mean, he clearly deserves it. He was all over the ice in this game, not just the goal. You know, he, he was all over the place. He was great on the penalty kill. Just having an outstanding season for the Rangers. And he would already be in the All-Star game, I have to think, if he didn't miss those 13 games. And I realize, you know, injuries, as we've said, are, are part of hockey. But Zibanejad's an All-Star. I mean, look at it any way you want to. Mika Zibanejad is an all-star. Let's get him into this game. And, you know, one other thing, you know, it's 2-2 it's two two at this point. One thing that I really noticed about this Avalanche team is 
absolutely nothing comes easy against them. Even clearing your own zone can be very difficult. You know, they're just all over you and they don't stop. And they're very relentless on the four check. You know, there were a couple times in this game where the Rangers had some issues clearing the zone, but I can't kill them for it because, you know, a lot of that was just, you know, pure hustle by the Avalanche. You know, it's a very good team. It's clearly a very aggressive team. We saw that in this game. But the Rangers did a nice job kind of bending but not breaking defensively. You know, they gave up 32 shots, and that's not bad against a team like the Avalanche that has a lot of goal-scoring threats and can just kind of throw the puck at the net. I thought the Rangers did a nice job backing up Shesterkin in this game because there was a little bit of a lull here between, you know, late in the first period and then, like, early in the second period where Shesterkin wasn't under too much fire. You know, he made the saves when they were there to be made, but I thought that the Rangers, you know, did a nice job limiting the opportunities and even just limiting the shots and the amount of time that the Avalanche were spending on the Rangers' side of the ice. So that was great to see as well. And then I got to talk about this. You know, Ryan Lindgren basically annihilates Jonas Donskoy and Kadri jumps Lindgren and, you know, just starts throwing fists and clearly won the fight. Uh, Lindgren sustained an upper body injury, did not return. And this one could go, well, I mean, first of all, Kadri, you know, good good on the refs for, for getting him for instigating. I think sometimes that's a penalty that gets missed you know they kind of just say oh well two guys are fighting whatever who cares who instigated it but they got him for instigating so he's out for 17 minutes the 10 for the instigator the five for fighting and two for roughing and the rangers get a power play as a result Lindgren gets the five for fighting and as far as the hit itself goes you know it was a little bit of a high hit here it was it was looked to be shoulder to head I don't think that it was anything malicious by Lindgren but it will be interesting to see if he hears from the league on this because, you know, it can go either way, you know, and sometimes I don't know how consistent the league is as far as, you know, when guys get fined and when they get suspended and when they don't, you know, there's there's certain plays where, you know, there's a suspension and then there's something that looks worse and the guy doesn't get suspended. So you never know how this is going to play out. But again, I don't think Ryan Lindgren was out for blood here. I, I think he just, he was looking to put a big hit on a guy and that's what happened. And I really do tend to, for the most part, give guys the benefit of the doubt on these plays because everything is moving so fast down there and you just don't know. You know, that's the other thing. You just don't know what the intent was. It's very possible that Lingren was looking to, you know, drive his shoulder into uh, Don Scoy's chest and just aimed a little too high. I mean, I don't know. So it, it really could go either way. Seems like kind of a 50-50 situation as far as, you know, what happens to Ryan Lingren going forward. He might be hurt anyway. I will let you guys know if there's an update on that. One other thing that was on full display in this game, I thought, was that Igor Shesterkin is clearly not afraid to play the puck. You know, there was a play early in this game, I think before he even made a save, uh, the puck basically was dumped into the Rangers zone, and Shesterkin moved a little bit to his right, came out of the net, and then lifted a pass all the way to the neutral zone, got to, you know, the red line, really, to, to Capo Caco, and Kako eventually carries the puck into the Rangers zone, and nothing really happened there. No great scoring opportunities came out of it, but that was a hell of a pass. I mean, he just lifted the, the puck into the air, play, which is obviously a safe play. You know, the, the pass isn't going to get intercepted by anybody if they can't reach it, and it won't lead to a scoring opportunity for the Avalanche. But how crazy would it have been if Shesterkin got an assist before he made his first save? I mean, I think you would have to get him the puck right away there, and that was an encouraging early sign because it shows that he's comfortable, he's confident, and he's not afraid to do this. It would have been easy to just, you know, play the puck along the boards or maybe leave it for a defenseman coming back. But no, he saw an opportunity. Kako was kind of by himself there in the neutral zone, and he got him the puck. And again, it didn't lead to anything, but it was just cool to see. And then in the second period here, he ranges way to his left, you know, comes out of the net all the way to the boards, corrals a loose puck, 
and there's a Ranger and an Avalanche both entering the zone, and Shesterkin clears the puck. Unfortunately, put a little too much sauce on it, cleared it all the way down the rink for an icing, but, you know, again, just showing that he's a confident goaltender, and he's not afraid. You know, if that's part of his game everywhere else he's been, then it's going to be part of his game in the NHL. He will handle the puck. He will look to make plays with the puck when the opportunity is there. Avalanche get a power play after a bad offensive zone penalty against Brett Howden. He interferes with Ian Cole behind the Colorado net, but the Rangers have a great penalty kill here, and really, they had the best opportunity to score because Mika Zibanejad and Brady Shea went in on a two-on-one. Mika holds the puck for as long as he could, passes to Shea, and Shea just can't put it home. It was right on his stick, like it was an easy tap-in goal. Um, don't know how he missed it. I mean, that happens. It just kind of bounced up over his stick. It is what it is. Uh, great scoring opportunity there, though. Would have been a great opportunity for the Rangers to take the lead, but it did not happen. And But Shea does redeem himself just a few minutes later. You know, by, by this point, back to even strength, and he just winds up, tattoos a slap shot from the blue line, and it goes into the net, and it's 3-2 to two Rangers. Rangers get their first lead at that point. Again, they were down 2 to nothing early in this one. Rangers fourth line came up with a, a really great shift here. They were in on the forecheck, and Brendan Smith just fighting his tail off for the puck behind the Avs net. He takes a couple of cross checks in the back to do it, and then the Avs start to work the puck out, and Greg McKeg comes up with a big hit along the boards, kind of caught his opponent from the side. Totally a clean hit, but uh, yeah, good work there from that fourth line. I think they've, they've played well overall recently, but the Avalanche do tie the game. They're behind the net. Burakovsky wins the battle for a loose puck comes out in front of the net and dishes across the crease to Comfort, and Comfort scores again, and it is 3-3. And as far as the three goals that Shesterkin gave up in this game, uh, again, I would not label any of them as a soft goal, not even close. Um, But I would also, to be fair, I would say that were any of the three of them completely, totally, 100% unstoppable, I would say no. Uh, Certainly, if he stopped any of those goals, they would have been really, really nice saves. And I realize we're talking a lot about Shesterkin here, but I think the occasion calls for it again. He's a, he's a highly heralded prospect for the Rangers, making his NHL debut and did a great job here. And, uh, you know, again, none of these goals completely 100% unstoppable, but certainly had he come up with any of them, they would have been very, very nice saves. And the Rangers once again score a goal off of an offensive zone faceoff. Artemi Panarin takes a shot. Jesper Foss collects the puck in front of the net. And he's got his back to the net, and he passes to his left to Ryan Strom, and the net is wide open, and Strom doesn't miss, and it's 4-3 to three Rangers. It's just a wild game, and, and that's how the second period ended with the Rangers clinging to a 4-3 lead. But they were certainly going to have their work cut out for them in the third period against this high-powered Avalanche team. So we go to the third period, and Shesterkin makes a really nice glove save through traffic. Again, we talked about his ability to really flash the leather, really come up with some nice glove saves pretty much everywhere he's been, and that was on display here in the third period. And the Rangers, there's a sequence where they're just having a miserable time clearing the puck, but McKeg finally gets to it and lifts it into the neutral zone. We start to get some Igor chance. You know, they were scattered throughout the building sporadically early in the game, but they are loud at this point. And he makes another point-blank save by closing the pads against Tyson Jost for the Avalanche. Again, you know, this is where Shesterkin really started to, to show you why he is such a highly regarded prospect for this team. He was outstanding in this third period. But the Rangers once again take another bad offensive zone penalty. Ryan Strom goes off for tripping. I mean, it wouldn't be a Ranger game, and it wouldn't really be an appropriate Shesterkin debut if he didn't find his team shorthanded as the result of a, you know, a bad penalty or two. I mean, you know, we got to be fair here. You know, Lundqvist and Georgiev have had to deal with it all season, so I suppose it's only fair that Shesterkin takes his turn here as well. But the power play begins, and Shesterkin immediately makes a save, does not allow a rebound, 
Again, a nice glove save there. And then 12 seconds later, reaches up, makes another glove save, and hangs on there as well. And then a little bit later in the power play, the Avalanche really swarming in an excellent, excellent play by Brett Howden. The Rangers are really back on their heels, and Howden extends his stick fully to intercept a pass and clears it the length of the ice. A great play there by Howden and a much-needed clear because, you know, the Rangers were really under fire there. They had to get the puck out of the zone, and Howden with a great play to make that happen there. So we get to about five minutes remaining, and it looks like Jacob Truba scores on a shot from the blue line. It went off the crossbar and in. But the refs correctly ruled that the play was offside, so that was a tough break there. So what happened was Panarin passed to Truba, and the puck came just over the blue line. So just like that, you know, it's an offside. And good call by the linesman. You know, he was right on top of that. It wasn't offside by much, but you could see there was some some white there between the blue line and the puck. So a good call there and just a tough break from the Rangers. Would have been big to get up by two goals there. So Shesterkin makes another nice glove save against Ian Cole with 2.18 remaining, and the Avalanche pull their goalie with 2.15 remaining. Uh, right off of the ensuing faceoff, there's a scramble in front of the net, and Igor gets on top of it. And then you get a big stop against Miko Rantanen. Play continues. The Avs continue to move the puck around. The Rangers just cannot put any pressure on the puck. And then Shea and Foss kind of combine forces to, to get a much-needed clear here. They get the puck out of the zone, and... You know, Shea basically moved the puck up along the boards to Foss. Foss collected it and worked it out. That's with about 110 remaining. And then the Avs try to dump the puck back into the Rangers zone, but they actually take an icing here. So 105 left. And at this point, man, just hang on. Just get this kid his first win. Screw going to overtime. Let's halt this three-game losing streak. Just hang on there for another minute and five seconds here. That's what I was thinking. That's probably what every Ranger fan was thinking at this point. So... Avalanche eventually get the puck back into the Rangers zone and they get Grubauer back out of the net because, of course, he came in after the Avalanche took the icing infraction. And so there's less than a minute left at this point, you know, probably about 35 seconds or so. And Nathan McKinnon is carrying the puck across the blue line. And that's always bad news. But Jesper Foss makes a great play here, knocks the puck away from McKinnon, just stayed with him all the way. Great poke check there by Jesper Foss. And the puck goes right to Artemi Panarin. And Panarin is along the boards just outside of the Ranger blue line, and he just takes one look at the net, rips it down the ice, and scores with 27 seconds left. Five to three Rangers, game over. And with a lot of players in that spot, you may not necessarily want them to shoot the puck at the empty net. You know, it's always tempting, but if Panarin happens to miss there, you know, it's it's an icing, and obviously the faceoff's going to be back in the Ranger zone, and you also can't change players. So if your guys are tired, they're all going to have to stay out there on the ice. But with Artemi Panarin, as soon as he gets this puck and you realize it's Panarin, you're screaming, shoot, shoot. And indeed, he does shoot, and it was dead center. I mean, this you couldn't have placed it any more perfectly. So again, you know, with, with some players in that spot, you may not want them to shoot. You wouldn't want to risk the icing. But with Panarin, I think that's a risk that you're willing to take. And once again, the puck went dead center. Game over at that point, and again, uh, just a a great team win. I don't want to make this all about Shesterkin. I mean, obviously, a lot of the focus has to be on him making his NHL debut, but the Rangers really hung in there. You know, they were down 2-0, got off to a bad start. They'd lost three games in a row coming in, and, you know, the most recent of those that three-game losing streak came in Vancouver against the Canucks, and they lost that game 2-1 to in a game that, you know, I thought they played great, and they had the better play against the Canucks, and they just gave up a late goal in the third period, so that was really unfortunate. But yeah, you know, they, they recovered from that and they recovered from a subpar start in this game to come back and win this game. 
And they hung in there against, you know, once again, a very high-powered, high-scoring Avalanche team. Now, the Avalanche had won just three of their last nine coming into this game. I should also point that out. But certainly the talent is there. I mean, that talent doesn't go away. The scoring ability is there as well. And, you know, the Rangers, they found a way to get it done here. It was a great way to start off. Something of a homestand coming up for the Rangers. They will be at home for 10 of their next 13 games. And the Rangers don't necessarily have dramatic home and away splits. With that win, they are now 11-8-2 at home, while they are 9-10-2 on the road. But I still see this as a positive. They've had a couple of fairly lengthy road trips already this season. So let's have them just kind of set up shop in the garden, and, and hopefully you know they can go on a little bit of a winning streak here and get this thing going once again in the right direction. And the Rangers are going to be back in action at the Garden on Thursday, a home game against the New Jersey Devils. Puck drops at 7 p.m. for that one. And going to be very interesting to see how the Rangers handle this goaltender situation going forward. I would have to believe that Igor Shesterkin is going to be back in net once again when the Rangers take on the Devils. I mean, we'll see. It's possible they go back to Henrik Lundqvist. But I think that with the Rangers kind of going with the hot hand approach through the first half of the season with Lundqvist and Georgiev, I would imagine they would continue that. And Shesterkin, again, you know, this this was a solid performance from him. Well, it was not perfect, but it was solid. And it's about as much as you can ask for, given the opponent and given the fact that it was his NHL debut. So I got to believe that hot hand approach continues and he'll be back out there between the pipes against the Devils on Thursday night. We'll see. Nothing official yet. We will keep an eye on it. I will update you guys if I see anything. But yeah, I mean, you got to like what you saw overall from Shesterkin and certainly from the Rangers as a whole. Once again, coming back from the really rough start here, two goals down, coming back to get a big win against, you know, a, a great opponent. And, you know, hopefully it's something they can build on. And that just makes this game against the Devils that much more important because don't beat a team like the Avalanche and then turn around and lose to a team like the Devils, which, frankly, they have struggled this season. I don't think that's any secret. So that will do it for today, guys. Once again, thanks for joining in. If you want to get in touch, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, at L-O-N-Y Rangers. Again, that is at L-O-N-Y Rangers. Once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.